0: This is Cruise Radio. Now more than ever, you should consider trip insurance for any kind of trip you take, not just cruises. Get a free quote at tripinsurance.com.
1: Broadcasting from the tripinsurance.com studios in Jacksonville, Florida. This is Cruise Radio.
0: Earlier this year, Scott took a seven-night Western Caribbean cruise on Princess Cruises Sky Princess out of Port Everglades. And Scott joins us on the line. How are you doing, my friend?
1: I'm doing great, Doug. How are you?
0: Good, buddy. Before we get to the ship itself, we'll take a step back, as we always do now. You live in very, very, very northern Canada, so it's probably a given here. But what made you want to take this seven-night Western Caribbean cruise out of Florida?
1: I live in northern Saskatchewan, and I'm between Flin Flon and Saskatoon. Mm -hmm. So for me to get to the airport, it's seven-plus-hour drive. And so I woke up in the morning to uh, drive out, and... I was blessed with um, quite a few inches of snowfall during the night. And (laughs) let's just say the highway was clear because no trucks were on the highway or cars were on the highway from Sandy Bay, Saskatchewan to to, uh, Saskatoon. Not much traffic anyways. It was a lonely highway.
0: Wow. Seven hours, you said.
1: Oh, plus because of the snow, the heavy snowfall, it was more like nine hours. And it was you're just driving very careful because you don't want to put the, you know, you put the truck into the ditch. There goes your cruise, you know? Yeah.
0: (laughs) Yeah. You got that right. So you got the heck out of Dodge and you made your way down here to sunny Florida. Any pre-cruise time down before you boarded Sky Princess?
1: Well, I had an Airbnb in Saskatoon and from Saskatoon, I had two flights that took me to uh, Fort Lauderdale and Fort Lauderdale. I arrived in, for the night before and uh, i stayed at a a hotel near the cruise port
0: okay very good and so you go to board sky princess of course princess has the ocean medallion a lot of stuff is done before you get to the cruise port It's a pretty seamless embarkation well normally it is how was it for you once you arrived at the pier
1: it was less than half an hour it was it was very quick well the ship is like 3600 passengers but on our cruise there was like I heard someone mention it was just over twelve hundred passengers, and I heard someone say fifteen hundred. So, well under fifty uh, percent.
0: Nice, man. You like had to, a ship that big. You almost have it to yourself with twelve hundred people on there.
1: Oh yeah, like like. Well, I was I was very cautious just because, even though you know you're vaccinated, but coming in from Canada, the government put heavy restrictions on to travelers, mm-hmm. and they just wanted essential travel only. So. I wasn't even allowed to get travel insurance.
0: Oh, wow. Yeah. No, I
1: see. So, you had to... yeah. So it was, it was pretty serious and, um, you know, a little bit of anxiety going through you and you get back, you know, vaccinated coming into the States and, you know, vaccinated going out of the States. So, you know, it was a lot of what ifs.
0: Yeah. You had to slip out the back door to make your way to Florida. <laughs> nice.
1: <laughs> Basically. Yeah.
0: yeah. So once you get on board Sky Princess, what were your first impressions?
1: you're right there, right in the ship. As soon as you um, board, you're right on the ship and you're in the the main area. And there's like a grand piano right in front of you with a, you know, piano player. And it was beautiful. And I, you know, I was very taken with it.
0: Yeah. Those Royal class ships are just so beautiful. What kind of stateroom did you have on this seven night cruise?
1: I had an interior room. I was impressed with the layout of it really impressed with the bed, really nice mattress, let me rest well, and it was this very good location, and it was um, room R723. I actually did a, a vlog on, a, on my YouTube channel, so if anyone wants to check it out, just look up R723 uh, Sky Princess.
0: Yeah, we'll have to check that out. How about the walk-in closet? I know that a lot of the Princess cruise ships have the Closet, I almost said it's a walk in closet, but a lot of closet space kind of outside of the bathroom. Did your uh, cabin have that?
1: As soon as you walk in, there is a generous amount of space for the closet. It is a bit of a closet, I don't know, it's not a walk in, but you have a lot of ample room, let's just say.
0: Yeah. Aside from the walk in closet, did you find there to be plenty of storage elsewhere, enough plugs and everything to suit you?
1: Oh, yes. I had lots of lots of room in, in my uh, cabin just because the, the closet was quite large. So yeah, yeah. It, it was no problems with that at all.
0: Well, let's talk about the dining on board Sky Princess. And we'll start up at the top there at their Lido Marketplace area, the buffet area. What did you think about that throughout the week?
1: They served you, uh, which, you know, which I like because, you know, you're not tempted to take too much food and mm-hmm. waste anything. So every morning I go up there and get my breakfast. So I just have a, a two types of salmon that they were serving and enjoy my coffee and and have some you know side dish of fruit it was really good food it was for you know for a cafeteria style dining it was probably the best type of cafeteria dining i've ever had in my life
0: yeah and that little bakery part two in the middle with those like homemade cinnamon rolls and donuts and stuff every morning just amazing too
1: Oh, I know. Only yeah. 15 calories each. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> yes. <laughs>
0: um, did you have like any like lunch or did you dine in there for um, dinner or anything like that throughout the week in the buffet area?
1: During dinner, uh, Lali lulli La loca would meet in one of the main dining rooms. And um, every evening I went except. Uh, no, I did a lunch at a specialty restaurant, which was Bistro uh, Sula mm-hmm. That was very nice. Yeah but I kind of regret not going to the steakhouse.
0: Yeah, that Crown Grill for, it, for $28, that's a oh, hell of a deal.
1: I walked by the Crown Grill bar each day, and I was just impressed with the decor. Mm-hmm. Yeah. They did a really top-notch job with that decor. But but the bistro was good. The bistro was very good. I, I had uh, the St. Jacques um, meal, which was, uh, you know, the, the scallops. Mm-hmm. And the uh, mola uh, florentine, which was you know eggs with like a spinach, mm-hmm. and that was good. Nice for but your... I regret not going to the steakhouse.
0: Yeah, you'll definitely have to do that next time if you uh, if you sell Princess again. The uh, main dining room um, with y'all's group dinner. Did y'all have um, a set dining time, or did you have an anytime type dining?
1: We did have a set dining time, and the cruise line gave us a little section that was for the group cruise itself. Mm-hmm. So. We were quite, you know, it was quite privileged to, so we could all be together in, in a, yeah. in the same area.
0: How were your meals in the main dining room throughout the week?
1: The main dining room was very good because when I've cruised before, I usually went, I'd usually get three to four evenings, especially dining. Mm-hmm. But because it's a group cruise, I decided I wanted to be with the the group. Yeah. But I was really impressed. I had really good beef, really good seafood. I had prime rib that was to die for.
0: They have a solid uh, main dining room food. You mentioned that this was your first time sailing Princess. What other lines have you sailed?
1: Norwegian, four times. I did Norwegian, and I was on the Anthem. Okay, a couple years back.
0: Gotcha. Very nice. Any poolside venues or anything? For they had that really good. Uh, they have the good pizza place by the pool there. What's it called? Slice, I think.
1: Yes, it is called Slice, and I did have some pizzas there on occasion, and I'd have their hot dogs and. For a poolside pizza place or hot dog place, they did a really good job. Yeah. And their tacos were very good, too. I did go to the other, the main pizzeria on the ship for lunch once, and that was really impressive. It was oven-baked uh, pizzas, I guess.
0: Yeah, Alfredo's will knock your socks which off. It was
1: really good. Alfredo's. Yeah. But uh, <laughs> but uh, going back to slice, yes, it was very good. And on the deck, that's where they, um, I was able to catch the Super Bowl. You have a pretty big
0: Super Bowl party with drink specials and food and all that um, during the game.
1: Because you're cruising under fifty percent, it was kind of sparse, actually, to be quite honest. So it wasn't a big gathering. It was kind of more or less kind of quiet. It had a quiet uh, feel to it. Okay. But I have to. I was very impressed with the screen and the and the audio of uh, this, you know, Super Bowl on the ship.
0: Yeah. That's quite the experience, too, celebrating Super Bowl out there at sea. Very, very cool. Oh, yeah.
1: Yeah, aside from Super
0: Bowl, how was the entertainment throughout the week for you guys?
1: I'm not a show guy, but we did have a rock opera, and I really like rock opera. It was really well done, and a couple of fellows uh, performed other nights as well, so you're getting some really good music, you know, performed for you.
0: Mm Mm-hmm. Did you spend any time like in the, uh, that take five, I believe, at the jazz club there or any of the other venues around the ship where they play, they had a piano player or the guitar player outside of Crown Grill or, you know, places like
1: that? Well, there was the guitar player on on the, um, I think it was on, on the seventh level, the sixth level, mm-hmm. if I'm not mistaken, you know, where the coffee stand is. Yeah. It was quite good there. It was very chilled out, very relaxed feeling. But I did go to the live area where they had trivia nights and they had the, and they had the show nights. The game shows sorry that have them up you know up and I think it was in in live and they were they were good. I was surprised that everything was always late in the evening that they really didn't have much going on during the day
0: The trivia in Princess Live is pretty hard i was or either I'm really dumb i could, I didn't get one of them right. I think we did like a like u s history i think
1: couldn't get one I did pretty good, we came second, Lolita loca team came second
0: nice. That's safety in numbers, too, if you had a big team. It was just two of us playing.
1: Oh, that's true.
0: Yeah. That's true. (laughs) Um, Well, let's talk about the sea days before we get to the ports of call. How was the ship? You mentioned it was like half capacity. So how was it as far as crowds and congestion during the sea days?
1: You never had to wait for an elevator. You never had to wait. You know, There's no lineups to deal with or anything like that. If you wanted to go from A to B, it was easy. It was easy. And we had the Medallion apps, which were kind of interesting. On the first day, I was really impressed with the Medallion app because it would show me where other people in the the group were on the app, connected to my phone. But on day two or three, the app became kind of useless in that way. Mm -hmm. It just kind of stopped. The only use that it had was when you walked by your door, it would open the door or, you know, kind of unlock it and a little light would go off.
0: Yeah, I mean... In concept, it's a good idea, but they're still, I mean, we're, what, five years into this, I think, right now, and there's still a lot of bugs to work out.
1: I was even curious about a safety point of view because I knew on the cruise uh, there was a female passenger, and she was kind of kind of avoiding th- this other guy, and she was going near her cabin, but she didn't want her cabin to light up because she didn't want the person to know where she was staying, so but the ship steward was smart enough to put his trolley in front of her cabin to block it from opening. Wow. That's <laughs> so, you know, he, thank goodness for the, um, you know, for, for that, that cart blocking that. So yeah, just something to think about, you know?
0: Yeah. That's, that is a little invasive too. Like you don't want people knowing where you're staying. Like, um, I don't know. Like I think of like Tony, right. With his names on the, his door. He can have somebody knocking yeah. on his door, not someone from your group, but anyone really, you know, like people that people know, or even like just regular people too. I don't know. I think it's like, it just feels like it's kind of invasive to me, having your names on right. the panel outside.
1: Well, especially someone who's so public like Tony, you know, mm-hmm. like your stateroom is your domain and yep. you don't you don't need to be bothered by someone or someone knocking on your door because you know, you're so public as it is.
0: Yeah. It's crazy. You know, but... It's
1: a refuge.
0: hmm 100%. So
1: let's talk yeah. about
0: the ports of call you went to on this four-night cruise. What we'll do here is give me the port of call, the first one, and give me a highlight, and we'll move to the next one.
1: Okay. The first one was Grand Cayman, but that was scratched out because that port of call wasn't ready yet. So instead, we lucked in. We went to Costa Maya, and I was excited because that was going to be our first of two Mexican port of calls. Mm-hmm. And I was in uh, Costa Maya. That, that was pretty cool. It was setting up, so it wasn't. It had a lot of things to tweak out because it was just opening up after COVID. It was slowly opening, so it was a very quiet protocol. I was fortunate to travel with someone who speaks Spanish very well, mm-hmm. so I really enjoyed it. We went to a hole-in-the-wall restaurant and had a really fantastic lunch, and where all the locals would eat, nice. and. I, and you know, probably the best tacos I've had in years.
0: It makes a big difference with Costa Maya. Like were y'all the only ships in port?
1: I believe so. Yes. Yeah.
0: So you had it, you had it like to yourself and you were at half, half capacity. So you basically had Costa Maya to yourself.
1: Yeah, it was, it was very quiet. It was very quiet. And I have to say during the ports of call, like all the ports, they were cautious. Everyone was wearing their mask and whatnot, but, they were very respectful of, of visitors on you know on their turf, so I really appreciated that.
0: And then after Costa Maya, what was your next port?
1: Next port was uh Roatan. The weather coming to Roatan, it was kinda of, it was it was raining a lot and it was a little bit windy. But coming from northern Saskatchewan, I really didn't care. <laughs> but <laughs> right. my excursion was canceled and that was what what was it? The Jolly Roger, I think it was.
0: That's a pirate the, ship.
1: It was the Jolly Rogers um, catamaran tour, okay, yeah. and, uh, not our excursion, and that was canceled. So I basically, uh, I was with my friend again, who speaks great uh, Spanish, and we toured around um, the port for a little while, and we finally booked in uh, to see um, the sloths through Bodden Tours, B-O-D-D-E, and I think I'm pronouncing it right, but... That was a really good refuge for the for the sloths and the parrots and the monkeys. Like it was very clean, it was very well run and very humane. And of course, that was my first time I had got to hang out with sloths, and I was really taken with that.
0: You know, Victor—that's the guy, uh, Victor Boden. He's been doing that for years, and he has one heck of a business and one heck of a sanctuary there. The guy is just so cool.
1: I really liked the setup. Like mm-hmm. like I said, it was very clean. You know, the the people working for him—they were very knowledgeable. It was a really – I was quite, you know, very impressed, and I was really fortunate to uh, take that in and, sit, you know, I'm glad I did the sloths rather than um, doing the, the Jolly Rogers. Yeah, that's awesome. And, of course, I visited, you know, a couple couple places in, in Roatan, and and uh, I, I was impressed with the area and stopped at a, at a couple, you know, like to have lunch and to have drinks, and that was very nice.
0: Yeah, sounds like a a nice day. So after Roatan, what was your next port of call?
1: Belize City. And that's a tender port, right? That's a tender port, and got into Belize. And our excursion, uh, I was with a few people from the ship and from the sorry the group tour. And what we did was we did the um, tubing in the caves, and that was fun. That was very leisurely. Mm -hmm. You know, you weren't going to break a sweat doing that.
0: Do you have to strap the uh, flashlight on your head still?
1: You got the flashlight. Yeah. You got the the helmet and you, you got the tubes going.
0: That's a, a cool and um,
1: it was a good time. It was, you know, you just chilled out and enjoying life.
0: Yeah. Your final port of call. Well, actually, you know what, before we get to Cozumel is Belize city. I, I haven't been there since 20. I don't know. Let's just say 15 or so. So seven years is the port area still rough or have they cleaned it up a little bit?
1: I didn't find it rough. I've lived in numerous countries during my life. Uh, and I've seen. I lived in rough areas before, so mm-hmm. it didn't really bother me. But no, I, I didn't find it rough. Yeah, that's uh, good. You know,
0: And your fourth port of call was Cozumel, Mexico. So your second Mexican port. How was your day there?
1: Oh, the day was sitting down on a beautiful beach and enjoying uh, great tacos, cold Mexican beer. It, it was good. It was. Uh, I, I went to a, a private resort. I can't remember the name of it. You know, I'd go snorkeling and. Now the snorkeling was, oh, it was all right. It, it wasn't like being in Maui where you see, you know, umpteen fish around you mm-hmm. or sea life. But, but you know, you're in the water and you're just enjoying it.
0: Was that resort Nachi Kokum or like Mr. Sancho's?
1: No, those, I think those were, so, those were sold out. Okay. And I'm just trying to, you know, I'm just trying to remember it. I just can't at the moment, but yeah. it wasn't Mr. Sancho's. Gotcha.
0: Sounds like a nice day, even though you didn't have your Hawaiian reefs off the coast of Mexico, but the beer and tacos sound great.
1: Oh, yeah. The tacos are great. I think it was called Buccaneers, if I'm not mistaken.
0: And that was your final port of call. So what was it, a sea day and then back to Everglades?
1: Yes. um, I loved the sea day. I took in the comedy show and, you know, when you're on NCL, you're used to a more intimate, like a club scene, you know? Yeah. But on the Sky Princess, you're in a large theater, so it was a very different feel, especially the large theater being so sparse. It was kind of a bit odd. Mm -hmm.
0: I want to talk a moment about the Ocean Medallion that you said it opened your door. You can also have the capability of ordering drinks on demand and, you know, using it for signing on and off the ship. What ways did you use it on board?
1: I ordered from my TV. Mm Mm-hmm. So I had the remote and you could, I ordered um, some snacks, late night snacks on, on the TV. I had a little bit of celebration from the casino, so I treated myself to some uh, snacks that were, let's just, well, I'm, you know, I'm trying to eat healthy, but these snacks were, <laughs> let's just say they were tasty. It came pretty quick. I was pretty, I was pretty impressed with that.
0: Was the smoking bad in or around the casino?
1: No, it wasn't, I, and I'm trying to recall whether you could smoke in it or not because it maybe I'm, I'm not sure, but it may have been smoke free because it wasn't bothering me or you know was my eyes weren't red at all. Yeah, so.
0: if it was back in February. It probably was smoke free still. Right. Yeah, I just I didn't think there about was that.
1: a smoking section on deck. I yeah. think it was. I'm not sure which deck it was, but it was one of the higher decks. We could go out and if you're a smoker and enjoy a, a cigarette.
0: Yeah, there was that there the was casino, that deck. I'm
1: pretty sure it was smoke-free.
0: Yeah. I think they didn't let let smoking start until like March or April maybe on those ships.
1: Right. Like, Cuz the smoking right. deck this was was
0: in the back of the ship like right one deck above the aft pool right there. There's that little deck where the smoker the smoking section yes, was. Yeah, that's
1: right. I remember that now. Yeah.
0: All right, you're back in Port Everglades. How was your debark?
1: disembarkation, I uh, carried my luggage off with me, and it was very swift. Basically, the ship, you know, was few people on it, so it, it was very easy.
0: Very cool. Well, looking back on this cruise, do you have any suggestions or tips to offer anyone who is considering sailing Sky Princess?
1: Oh, I would go for it. I really enjoyed the Sky Princess. I would go on another group cruise. In the New York minute, I would sign up for another group cruise. Yeah. Sky Princess, uh, the internet. The internet was very fast on that cruise. It was consistently fast, so I was very impressed with the internet. The food was probably the best food on a, on a cruise ship that I've that I've had. So I, I would cruise again on Princess.
0: What was the biggest highlight of this cruise for you?
1: I've had a couple of cruises canceled because of COVID, so finally getting on that cruise ship. To, that was my first cruise in you know in over 2 years so that was my highlight and um and meeting up with going on the group cruise and meeting up with fellow travelers that, from the local fam yeah. I really appreciated um, the company
0: mm-hmm. was it a production getting back into canada or was it pretty simple
1: going to the states you needed the antigen test which is pretty straightforward but mm-hmm. coming back into canada what you, at that time you needed the uh, the pcr test yeah so I got tested at port, and I got my results back several hours later when they contacted me at uh, my motel. And you're going through some anxiety there just because if you were tested positive, you cannot go on your flight. So, yeah, and
0: you didn't have travel insurance either. But I guess I guess if you uh, well That's yeah right. if, you, if you tested positive on the ship, they would they would basically keep you up and take care of you. But if you're off the ship, you're on your own, I guess.
1: They tested you, complements of the cruise line, but you were off the ship gotcha. being tested. Okay,
0: like I guess rules have changed now, right? Like you don't really need um, you can just fly back to Canada. Rules have
1: changed for uh, anyone, for all Canadians. You still have to do the Arrive Can app. So you have to put down all your information and you know records of your tests and what um, and, and your vaccinations and whatnot, and a picture of your passport onto that app. Also, Americans and anyone else that's doing Alaskan cruises, for example, or Eastern Canada cruises in New England, you still have to uh, download that app.
0: Yeah, I just had to use it two weeks ago coming back from, um, I did Discovery Princess from Los Angeles up to Vancouver, and I had to download the ArriveCan Can app to clear customs in Victoria before we got to Vancouver.
1: I would also recommend people to do it a well well over a week, before you, you take off just because mm-hmm. it, it might take a, a day or two to process it. So yeah. you've got to be on the safe side.
0: Yeah, no, definitely. Well, in closing here, your final thoughts of Sky Princess.
1: Beautiful ship. Beautiful ship, just inside it out. And I would definitely go on Sky again. It was very classy, great food. Internet was a, was a bonus. You know, we're living in a day now where – internet is essential and i've never been on a cruise where the internet was that fast mm-hmm. and really enjoyed the group that i get to hang out with on that week it was a real pleasure
0: very cool we've been talking with scott about his seven night western caribbean cruise aboard princess cruises sky princess scott thank you so much for sharing your review my friend and i look forward to your next one
1: all right thanks doug have a question or a comment for the show yeah Send an email or voice memo to
0: Doug at CruiseRadio.net. A big question we get at Cruise Radio is, how do I know if I need trip insurance? Simple answer. If you're getting on a plane, taking a road trip, or getting on a cruise ship, you need to have travel insurance. Hey, it's Doug Parker from my friends at TripInsurance.com. Not not only does TripInsurance.com protect your vacation investment, but it also gives you peace of mind in case anything were to go wrong on your trip.
1: All right, Dougie, let's see what we got for you, buddy. Cruise Radio is produced at the tripinsurance.com studios in Jacksonville, Florida. Get cruise news, ship reviews, and money-saving tips every Thursday on Cruise Radio. If you've enjoyed this episode, please subscribe to the show. If you want to help spread the word, give Cruise Radio a five-star review. Find Cruise Radio where you listen to your favorite podcast. Or online at cruiseradio.net. I'm your out sir.